On this week's episode, we fly headlong into the birds. How many birds hitting a window does it take to break glass? Is the worst first date ever a literal murder of crows? And would you drive an hour and a half up the California coast from San Francisco to deliver two specially ordered lovebirds as an elaborate revenge prank on this guy you just ran into oh, inside fuck, of a picture? Robert, Robert, look, what, look. We got. We got to get the fuck out of here. Ah! We got. We got to get. Find out. Find out now. You're listening to Twenty Four Place Pod. to another episode of 24 Flames Per Second, the podcast that roasts the films you love most. And welcome to our first episode of technically the holiday season. We are in October, and this will be our first uh, Halloween-ish episode. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Robert spiewak Bohorkas, and this week we're discussing uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Nature Attacks People, The Birds. Uh, starring Tippi Hedren and Rod Taylor from 1963, I'm told. I didn't do the research myself before we sat down. Um, and, uh, as always, to my left, the, uh, Mitch Brenner to my Melanie Daniels, Will Paulson. How's it going, Robert? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, just, you know... Living, I uh, so I was running, I was running some errands today, yeah, and um, I'm in the parking lot of the Fred Meyer on Leary, you know, okay, down in Ballard. yeah, 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 and uh, I'm sitting on my scooter, I finished my shopping, I'm sitting on my scooter, sitting on my scooter, eating an egg roll, and I hear Classic. this, I hear this noise from behind me, um, was like, a bird. And I was my like, question was it a bird? Well, <laughs> I'll I'll get to that. Yeah. So I jump up. This is kind of fitting, right? Because it's almost it's Halloweenish and yeah. scary. So I'm scared. I'm in like attack mode. <laughs> I was like, the fuck was that? Some cart pusher kid with like the orange vest is like oh. he's like making scooter noises at me. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have my helmet on. I'm just sitting on the. Sc- I'm like, He's why, do, there why with would a you train think- of thirty scarts? He's like, yeah. Room, I was like, why would you but- think it's okay to walk up behind somebody who doesn't know you're there and make a loud noise? I thought it was like a dog, like. Yeah, and he's like, "What's up?" And he then went, he kept. He just walked away. Walks away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I finished my egg roll, and then I came here. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, how, how are you? How are you been, doing? Oh, I'm I'm good. Yeah, just watch this last night, and um, my 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 cat does this. He let, they like to sit at the window, and what's look, your cat's name? Tom Selleck. That's right. Tom. Yeah, there's a more attractive Tom Selleck Instagram famous cat in Seattle. Oh, so I see. It's not as exciting as it was when oh. we first got him. He's a, he has a really ugly, well, blotchy mustache. You know what you have to do. Kill him. You have to kill that other cat. <laughs> oh, the other cat. <laughs> well, yeah, not your cat. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> um, and uh, I was excited, I thought, because he sometimes watches the TV when I'm watching stuff and will, like, get right. sucked in, like, get spooked by stuff and whatever. And um, he didn't do it for the birds. Like, he'll, he'll sit at the window and, like, chirp at birds outside. Mm-hmm. None of that with this movie. Hmm. And there's a lot of, like, birds making noise in this movie. Right. And he just, he fell asleep 
on hmm. top of the record player. Like that's all. Well, that it sounds like his opinion of the movie. Has, yeah. uh, <laughs> he's like been made. Not known. for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's uh, let's find out some you, other uh, opinions. How? Oh, yeah. No, I did. Did you watch the movie? No, of course no. not. Of course, I've seen it before, not. but yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, no. Let's um, we can get get everyone get everyone in on the discussion here. Um, so we'll start by going around the around starting with the roasters. Um, we have Pepper Hambrick. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are yeah, you? Good. Good. Great. Good to know that. Um, Amy Gang. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Good yeah. to see you again. Um, just a couple weeks ago, you were here for the Sandlot. I was. Yeah. Um, and on the defense this week, Rob Paulson. Hey there, I am really excited because this is the first movie that I've gotten to defend since the inaugural since episode. The Incredibles. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and I usually have to wear a mask for <laughs> movies, and we'll talk about that but at, yeah. the, at the end, of course, but uh, I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Sweet man. Um, but yeah, it's uh, good to have you all here. Um, Rob. We're going to jump right oh, into Oh, yes. It. Movie in a minute. Movie in a minute. Um, I'm semi-prepared. So, please, yeah. It's a lot of stuff, so but I think I just get the basic. Deliver, yeah, deliver the full synopsis best of your abilities, spoilers and all. Um, are you as ready as you ever Yeah, ready? yeah. Give me all a right. countdown. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we have a young socialite, rich. Uh, Melanie is our, is our person. Uh, she meets a... A lawyer guy named Mitch in a bird store, and she wants to prank him by delivering some lovebirds to his family's lake house. That's like an hour north of San Francisco. When she gets there, he ends up catching her in the act of pranking her, simultaneously saving her head from getting attacked by a bird. Uh, the next night, she uh, she goes to his kid sister's birthday party, and the whole birthday party gets attacked by birds. That night, sparrows fly down the chimney. The next morning, the the his mom discovers the neighbor's dead. And then birds attack the schoolhouse. And then birds attack the whole town. <laughs> and uh, they, they post up in the farmhouse. They board up all the windows. Um, and there's another bird attack happening. Melanie ends up getting hurt, and she needs to go to a hospital. So they wait for the bird attacks to die down. And while the birds are in a docile state, they uh, kind of drive away, presumably, to San Francisco to get to her hospital. And time. Well done. Right on. Very nice. good. Well, I didn't. Right I didn't get on. to talk yeah. about like Annie Hayward or Haywood or whatever. Any, the, any, the any of that kind teacher. of stuff. But Annie we'll get Hayworth. Into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, great. Good. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Um, what was I gonna? I like that you called it a bird store. A pet store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a pet shop. <laughs> it seemed very specifically. I think it was mostly birds. birds. Oh, okay. Were birds yeah. only. <laughs> I know. I don't remember seeing any other animals in there, but they're the the dogs yeah. that Hitchcock walks past the opening of the store. Oh, but I think they were right. already his, not for Got sale. It. Oh, yeah. I see. All right, great. Um, well, yeah, cool. No cleanup to do. So, um, Rob, uh, you get you get some opening defensive statements. Yay! What do you, yes. What okay. do you like about it? Yeah, I'm not a Hitchcock expert or anything like that. Um, the m- other movies that I've seen by him are like. You know, Vertigo, North by Northwest, uh, Rear Window, mm-hmm. uh, Psycho, all of which are 50s movies, uh, except for, I think, Psycho came out in 1960. Uh, yeah. 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 Did um, Alfred Hitchcock direct Rear Window? Because I don't think yes. he did. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Well, you yeah. know, the ones with his name on it. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, so this one, you know, 63, I think 
may, you know, I don't know. Just coming from someone who's not a Hitchcock expert, but uh, he maybe had a little bit more leeway and clout to kind of do whatever he wanted, um, and which led to some kind of interesting and weird choices, like the fact that this movie doesn't have a soundtrack, um, the fact that this movie conceptually, um, like, isn't a monster movie. It's not a disaster movie. It's more like a the terror is something bigger. It's that there's many birds attacking, and the bigger question is why. Um, yeah. That's that. I mean, the the rest of it, you know. Um, I just think it's a fun movie. I guess it's, it's a fun a movie fun. to watch. It's engaging. <laughs> I, I like birds. it. Where birds kill many people, it's a fun movie. Yeah, <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, it's kind of the last um, golden star for for Hitchcock. You know, uh-huh. I think it's his last. You know, the the ones, the big ones, the iconic ones that we yeah. associate with him. Cool. Alrighty. Um. So I think a good place to then start will be, um. Kind of, uh, you know, swimming around in what genre this movie kind of fits into. Because I know we, the little bit of the talking we did before sitting down to record, um, there was, we, we, we talked a little bit about how the movie escalates and how, you know, we get introduced to the horror of the birds and, you know, this is Alfred Hitchcock, the master of suspense. And, you know, there's all these things that, you know, that, that this movie is regarded for. Um, roasters. Uh, where would you where would you like to start in terms of talking about the genre? What you know? This I, genre, I mean, this I think this is, is a rom com mm-hmm. uh, with the horror as the background. I mm-hmm. don't even feel like the horror gets gets a nice front, uh, like nice front place. You know, it's just kind uh-huh. of like we're gonna have this emotional moment that's inconveniently interrupted by birds attacking children. <laughs> Um, and like really the most terrifying part of the movie and the only like actual horror part of the movie is like the last 20 minutes Mm. and and it's a crappy rom-com at that. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think my, my critique of it is more along those lines. Mm -hmm. I, I actually really love the genre play. I think that it could be really super effective to have this movie that's going along these lines because if it were an effective romantic comedy, you would mm-hmm. have this really tender moment or this really intimate moment that gets inconveniently interrupted right. by mm-hmm. birds attacking. Um, you know, if you got to know these people and then these things started happening, um, I think that's actually a really effective setup for a film mm-hmm. and for a horror movie. I just don't happen to think that this particular story is effective. Um, oh. I think that Mitch and Melanie are both pretty wooden. Um, in terms of um, their acting and in terms of the writing, they're kind of cutouts. Makes sense why they get pecked a lot then. Yeah, yeah, so so I think that uh, I like the idea of it. I like like the concept of you watch these two people meet and you're kind of concerned about it. Oh, you know, I actually even like the character of Melanie. Mm -hmm. I think she's really spunky. She's feisty. I have, you know, I kind of have some empathy with the way that She's kind of flitting about her life, see, flitting about and nice. and and not really using, you know, her right. abilities, or right? She's, you can put one of those things on as, for all the bird yeah. yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but but I do think that it could be far more effective for me if mm-hmm. by the time we got to the birds, I actually did care about the characters. Right. I think that the I like the genre play. I think that it would be better if that those parts of the story served the larger narrative better. So to mm-hmm. me, it's the execution, not the concept yeah. that I have a problem with. Yeah. 
On the contrary, I so I also like to watch this movie in the in the context of like especially when I when I watch older movies. Um, I was thinking about how Hitchcock was like a pop icon director, like you know, like a Spielberg or a Chris Nolan of his day, you yeah. know, and how when you go to the movies, you know, you're going to a Hitchcock movie, and a lot of people didn't know what you know, you don't know what to expect, and. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess I actually really liked the first, um, I don't know how, I guess it's like something like 45 minutes you were saying kind mm-hmm. of, of the, yeah. of the rom-com and I'm a big rom-com fan too. So <laughs> um, uh, I, I found the dialogue to be pretty like moving the plot along and being fun and engaging. And I, I also really like Melanie's character. So that being said, you watch it up to that time and you're like, okay, like, what is this movie exactly? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in the audience in, in, in back in 63 and then, um, you know, being in, engaged in, in that plot line and then having it completely be disrupted <laughs> pretty quickly. And then one wow, after wow, another, wow, the birds attacks just yeah. keep happening. So we have all that other stuff out of the way, kind of, um, mm-hmm. all that set up. And which is kind of like there, it could have just been a movie, right? Without any of the birds, right? And then, like you were saying, is that kind of what you were getting at right, with the right. rom com thing? Kind of. Yeah. And so um, I actually like the way that they make us care about the characters because we have, you know, Melanie doesn't have a mom. Mitch has kind mm. of an overbearing mom, but it's mm. not that he's a mama's boy, it's that she can't he's accept. Totally a mama's but boy. But no, but she can't accept <laughs> his partner mm. as a new he's, daughter, like he's a daughter a mama's in law. boy, like Oedipus was a mama's boy. No, he's not, though. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Because she Ew. says. <laughs> She says he's always done whatever he wants to do, right, and I'm afraid right. I'm going to get left alone. Mm. He's yeah. a good son, you know, because he makes sure that she's like, t- you know, cared for. Yeah. yeah, but she's like, you know, she can't accept a- another daughter into her, um, into her like relationship bubble. Right. And Melanie might be, um, against all odds, the 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 future daughter-in-law that could, you know. Can I make an argument here? Because you seem to be coming from the idea that people wouldn't have known the premise of the movie. But Daphne du Maurier was a pretty popular author back in the 50s. Like she, so oh, she wrote, oh, sure. She sure. wrote the, the short story, The Birds. Yeah. And this is something that people would have read. Um, I mean, it's something I read in high school. Hmm. So people would have read it in the 19, um, 1950s, by the 1960s. Yeah. Um, so people knew what the premise, plus this is the third film I think he's done, he mm-hmm. adapted from a Daphne du Maurier Oh, movie. really? Plus, oh, yeah. Okay, These are things that. I don't know plus about. Plus Rebecca, Jamaican, even without, and without du Maurier even, mm-hmm. it's a Hitchcock movie called The Birds. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you Fair know? Fair enough. Kind of set up right there, right? Has, has anyone seen the trailer for it? I no. no, I didn't I watch. Should, the I, I wonder if how much is given away. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like one of those, like yeah, because you know another those, film from the master of suspense. Exactly, yeah. Probably. Those '60s trailers are so hard to watch. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Um, he was in a lot of the trailers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. True. Go ahead. Uh, can I make a comment about the the whole rom com aspect of yeah, it? Sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, and 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 this goes to why I think it's not a very effective one, or at least one that I don't appreciate as much. And I do. I do want to make some allowances for the fact that it's 1963. I'm not saying that I want to hold it to my current understanding (laughs) of feminism. I am not saying that at all. But what they did do is when they constructed this story in order to make us care, you know, we're going to create these characters and we're going to care about them. They created a story where you have um, the current would-be girlfriend, the ex-girlfriend, the 
um, sister, the mother, mm. all sort of revolving around yeah. this one guy. And <laughs> I actually think that he's so great, though. I, <laughs> I actually think that all of those women are pretty powerful in their own right. Yeah. I actually yeah. really love the uh, Suzanne Plachette character. I think she's really great. Oh yeah. Um, you know, she, Me too. but they have constructed this world where he is the center and mm-hmm. I just don't see what's so great about him. You know, he's Mitch, perhaps the most underdeveloped he's kind right. of flat character. Yeah. Well, and movie. so you're asking me to believe that all of these women are drawn into his orbit in this inexorable <laughs> fashion. He's got the you know? sweater game on lock though. This is, <laughs> this is true. But they're in San Francisco. You really think no one else has that going for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's wearing sweaters. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that is kind of my problem with it that like mm-hmm. even given allowances for the fact that you know it i don't expect it to make a feminist statement mm-hmm. you have all these women that are kind of rotating around this guy that doesn't seem worth it yeah, I mean, actually really, like, interesting women yeah like, the thing you learn like the for me anyways like the only scene where we kind of get a glimpse at who mitch is is literally that like opening scene in the pet shop and then kind of like where she where she pretends to work there and he mm-hmm. is like you, you find out later her, that he's yeah. messing with her the whole time and he's like wasn't that a funny prank I did to you though and you're just like no no really. <laughs> well okay but so he represents the non prankster the the upholding yeah. of the law she represents the you know the prankster a troublemaker mischief. Mm-hmm. He represents the wholesome family. She represents the, like, daddy gives me whatever I want and I don't have a mom. Um, you know? And, and and so so they do tie character arcs. Yeah. You know, they have a... Um, Competing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like they're, they're trying to, like, tie the the thing, all the things of the characters together. Which He's I also like. a cocky bastard. I mean, sorry, excuse my language. <laughs> yeah. But he walks up assuming that she's going to try to impress him. And like, mm. could you show me some lovebirds? And uh, <laughs> and then and then like he he does, he just assumes that everybody's gonna give him what he wants the whole film. I and he mm. he also doesn't do much of the saving. He does some stupid things, but like Melanie does more like heroic final feats, like closing a door to the birds. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She gets herself into a lot of trouble. Though. Like, she why does, does she yeah. open okay. the attic? Right. And, uh, <laughs> that, that, that is so dumb. That, that yeah, is, that is that the I worst would. part of the movie. I, I think mm-hmm. actually that felt really out of character to me. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. felt like she was a very <laughs> smart protagonist, and then all of a sudden she just was dumb. Yeah. Even me loving this movie, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a plot <laughs> device right there. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no. No. Go well, yeah, on that note, so at the end of the film, near the end of the film, right, mm-hmm. she, without any explanation, goes upstairs, opens a door, gets attacked by birds, um, goes catatonic and completely useless, mm-hmm. and has to be basically carried out, right? Yeah. And as you mentioned, it's totally out of character. Um, when, so just, I realize that this doesn't have a lot of weight when you're watching the movie, but sort of in the um, world of the filmmaking, when she asked Hitchcock why she was going upstairs, he said, because I told you to. So, I believe it was your salary was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and yeah. they don't. That's there's not move. even an effort made to make that in character. In character, <laughs> it is literally only there to have that scene happen, right? Yeah. So that's problematic for me that they they end up rendering this powerful, not powerful, but at least very spirited, very intelligent woman. Yeah. voiceless and catatonic by the end of the film right um well you make an interesting point about um alfred hitchcock kind of as a person and i think we were talking about um beforehand kind of the differences um 
in the adaption, how he's kind of known oh, for yeah. um, pissing off his screenwriters yeah. or the people that he's adapting. <laughs> from. To what I'm aware of, like I said, I'm a layman. I, I don't know the like, but as, as you a huge history of Alfred Hitchcock. Sure. But. So and and kind of tying it all together, um, you were saying there's you know like 45 minutes of, of some exposition and the character development, and then we get kind of this like. Uh, all the birds birds at the end um and i think that from what i you know remember like works so well because um otherwise i mean if birds were just attacking people the whole movie like how (laughs) how would you even make that work and if you didn't care about the characters like would you it wouldn't be that scary right it's just there are some there's some breadcrumbs though like literally from the beginning of the movie when mm-hmm. she walks into the pet shop like there's she looks up and there's like seagulls swarming in the sky yeah. mm-hmm. and she's like wow seagulls out there right the right pet shop ladies so, like um, seagulls right and <laughs> yeah and and i think it also kind of works because to me it's kind of lovecraftian in that like mm-hmm. have you ever tried to read any hp lovecraft no it's Lo- lots of, it puts a lot <laughs> oh my god like like yeah the so first slow. chunk of the book will be really dry yes. and like stuff happens and then all of a sudden like cthulhu <laughs> um, and that's kind of the same with. It. So, what I was going to ask you, Amy, you've read the book. What do you yeah. think about this as an adaption? I'm always interested in like oh, the yeah. differences so, between source material and what. I so the book there there are things about the book that I understand. Like the book is about an old man who's a farmer and his daughters in school, and like most of the book is him trying to like find the people that he loves and get them back to oh, the Oh, so right away completely yeah. different. And it's set in England. Okay. Um oh. so I understand changing it to the US. Sure. I sure. you know, I guess. Um I don't like the idea that we need a love interest in every movie, but that's the sixties for right. you. Um, but the things that, like, the little things, like the, um, in the book, the phones die way earlier, um, the radio dies eventually, and we get the feeling from the radio that this is happening everywhere. It's global. Right. It's global, and there's no escape, which makes it more terrifying mm-hmm. to me, um, the birds attack in swells, they're not constantly attacking, mm-hmm. just like the movie, um, but yeah, it's less of a hopeful ending in the book, I guess. It's a very how, how does hopeless it end ending. The... Uh, he's boarded himself up in his house with his wife and children uh-huh. and he throws his last, the butt of his last cigarette on the fire. Um, oh fuck. Yeah. Whoa. Wondering if he's oh, going to survive. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you, Daphne du Maurier was yeah. dark. I just got chills. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, from what I understand, and you know, tweet at the show if I'm wrong because I do not represent the views of 24 Flames per Second, uh, is that there were there were two alternate endings um, that were too expensive, and one was that um, the birds actually attacked the car as they're driving away, and the other was that the it would um, it would have them driving through the town with a bunch of wreckage and dead bodies. And then as they, like, drive off, it shows San Francisco, and there's birds all over the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Oh. On the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, but they were too expensive, and they felt like they didn't need to do that because enough had been said with the suspense of sure. the idea mm-hmm. that um, that this is a bigger thing. It's not about these birds are attacking. It's about yeah. why are these birds attacking? 
that scene in the diner where everyone's mm-hmm. like, could it be the end of the world? Could it be that, uh, mm-hmm. whereas one person says yeah. that, um, that humans are bad for earth, you know, mm-hmm. the same thing that like Shyamalan was trying to do in the happening <laughs> and miserably failed at, but that coming, kind of concept. Coming next week mm-hmm. on 24 Fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's actually doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck would defend that movie? Well, you'll find out. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, and uh, the that one lady says that she, uh, that she's a witch. I think you're evil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, we never know. She could be the reason. Like it could be her. Yeah. You know. Could just be remind her. remind me the rules in the movie. Like because in the movie. Uh, the birds are only attacking this town, right? Well, yes and no. Um, they, according to, like you were saying, according right. to the radio, uh, he's saying, like, apparently this town of, um, oh God, I'm trying Bodega to Bay. Bodega Bay mm-hmm. is, uh, is being attacked <laughs> by... I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> they've heard, they've, they're like, supposedly there was an attack on Bodega Bay, a bunch of birds, like, attacked, but we haven't heard anything else about it. That's all they ever hear on the radio. Right? Um, and, well, okay. no, because and at the end, they mention that there have been some small disturbances with birds outside in oh, Santa Rosa. yeah, that's oh. um, So they're suggesting that this is spreading, but, it, it, but they've blockaded uh, Bodega Bay off. From and the, from the, the resident, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh, so no one can go in, I think. Is right. The yeah. Idea. But I, I think the end is, yeah, they do eventually, they do get to the car mm-hmm. um, and they drive off. But yeah. I don't think it's meant to be a necessarily hopeful ending. I think no. it's meant to be ambiguous because right. there are so yeah. many birds. I mean, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. There's so many birds everywhere. Yeah. Just, and it's it's clearly a lull. This is mm-hmm. clearly not over because they're yeah. still harassed, right. right? So I was going to say, too, that on that same, the last time, I remember mm-hmm. now on the last radio thing, yeah. uh, he says, the guy on the radio says something about how, like, it seems that it, the attacks happen in waves. Mm-hmm. And so they realize that, I think they've kind of realized that, that, like, the birds almost give, like, a warning when they're about to attack. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. when they all start perching in one place, like they do behind her yeah. in the schoolhouse, in, yeah. Scene, mm-hmm. yeah. which is an iconic scene. It's Masterfully done. Beautiful, yeah. I love that scene. But um, so they they have the wherewithal to realize that uh, that that this is their chance to get out if they're mm-hmm. going to get out. Yeah, right. Um, I don't remember if I was going to say anything about, <laughs> about that. Uh, yeah, no, that last like that last shot was one of those ones. I mean, they also drive away in a cloth top convertible. Yeah, so dumb. So, Why right. doesn't he the have a car? Right. I didn't understand. Well, he that does. Either. He has a truck, but they decide to use the convertible. Yeah, I for ninety percent of the yeah. film. That dude drives a truck around mm-hmm. San Francisco, and he's got like a pretty good job in San Francisco. Why doesn't he have his own car? Right. Why doesn't he have a nicer car? <laughs> I was confused about that at the um, end, but no, plot device also again. also at the end, uh, are they separated and then get back like? Like he has to get to her or something like, or what, what's ha- what happens she, in that last scene? She goes up into the oh, attic yeah. like a dummy, okay, and gets oh pecked into a coma practically. Oh, um, and okay. he like gets in there and pulls her, gets out, her out, and, and gets her in the car. They get some brandy yeah. and they bandage her Pour up it down her throat. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pouring brandy down her throat at That's the end. A of, classic and then and then they move. bandage her in that really awkward like head bandage thing, even yeah. though it and she's got PTSD like. She's just she's out of she's just, yeah, she's catatonic, catatonic yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, and then they like carry her out to the car, mm-hmm. and then his kid sister is like, "Can I take my birds?" Yeah, I'm like, "Fuck no. your love birds!" <laughs> Such a dumb Flush little em. girl. Flush them down. 
Yeah, the thing this movie does really well, though, I think, is uh, obviously they're dated, but the special effects are amazing. Mm. The deaths are brutal. I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, Oh, my God. Is is the first one the one with the eyes? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the first death. And that's the time, that's the time I think where the the lack of soundtrack makes the biggest impact. Oh, yeah. Because it's just silence and then just a three, like one, two, three, and it it's like zoomed up progressively on closer. his face. Yeah. Progressively closer. And like that even gave me chills this time. You know, now watching it, obviously the scene that's maybe the most outdated is um the one where the kids are running away from mm. the birds from the yeah. schoolhouse oh my god yeah that but, was such a dumb move on that teacher's part too yeah well the <laughs> idea is that the birds can break through windows and stuff right. so they had to get them out but yeah probably should have taken building them down has to the a cellar basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come on yeah that was another question i had is if the birds could break glass or not but um, they can and, oh, the yeah. idea, and then the mom was worrying that the that the schoolhouse has big windows yeah so that's why they had to get the kids out mm-hmm. um that that Not scene. The mom. Aren't, aren't oh like, yeah, the mom. You're right. the, the mom, the old mom. Is, is this an old schoolhouse? Because I'm pretty sure they make like all school it is a windows. One room schoolhouse. Oh, okay, it's yeah. really old. School. I was like, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's like standard practice to have bulletproof windows no, in all of your. It's not those big like it's church not windows. Yeah. Sure, sure. And um and you know they're running away. The kids are getting attacked, and it is like if you if you go all in and you buy into it and think about mm-hmm. what it was like to see that for the first time. Oh, yeah. it is really terrifying. terrifying. No, yeah. If yeah. you don't. That's just because you don't like old movies, and then <laughs> that, that's your problem. Those sound effects were haunting, too. The, just the birds chirping and the silence, which wasn't, it was like they were scratching a tape back and forth. They were, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah I also um, heard they did use like a, a primitive synthesizer as Yeah, well and it didn't the, sound yeah. like birds, but it sounded close enough to birds yeah. that it was just like hmm. this creepy... <laughs> I think there's definitely a lot of power in in making you, and Hitchcock does this a lot, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Like making you afraid of something that is very, very ordinary, right? You did it with the shower. You know, you take something that you see every day. And I think there's a lot of us, even probably people who've never seen the movie, who maybe have that image when they see a bunch Mm -hmm. of crows together or something. I think it still is like a cultural reference point. So I think think in that way, it is very successful um, in, in creating that kind of fear of something very, very ordinary. If, mm-hmm. if only Hitchcock had that idea and not Daphne du Maurier. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he brought it to light on the screen, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. and I think did a really great it's job of it. And uh, I like the idea that, you know, um, all the different birds that they brought in mm-hmm. because the like that, that one lady in the diner's like, they can't flock together. I have never seen such a thing. It's, you know, <laughs> it's unthinkable. And uh, all these birds are basically like conspiring together to like kill all humans, which I, I like to think is, is that's my take on it. In my mm-hmm. mind, it'll be that like, or it's one of those Earth Fights Back movies where yeah. like, mm-hmm. the birds want to kill humans because humans are bad for the Earth. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it goes to my basic problem with Hitchcock, though, is that all of that is true. Um, and I think all that is very effective, but there are things that Hitchcock does really, really well, in my opinion, and things that he does really, really poorly. So there's a bunch of technique stuff mm-hmm. that I find very enjoyable and very yeah. well done. When it comes to character and psychology, mm-hmm. the psycho- psychology of the characters, not of the audience. I think he's really good at manipulating the audience. Yeah. But when it comes to the characters and giving me something to latch onto in the people that I'm watching, I think he's really bad at it. And mm-hmm. and I think that's even yeah. present in, I mean, his whole directorial style was basically treating people like 
marionettes, right? Yeah. I, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty common story from people who worked with him that he didn't really give you any leeway or inner life. Your motivation was, I tell you where to move yeah, your hand and what to wear highway. and what to look at and how, like, the tone of your voice. Like, he commanded them in, like, every way, right? Yeah. So, and I think that comes through, at least for me, um, and that's partly because I am a character-focused person. Yeah. Um, and so, to me, uh, I lose something uh when when it's just the effects that I'm supposed to latch onto, mm-hmm. I appreciate them and I enjoy it for that purpose. But for me, the movie is missing something, or missing an opportunity to create characters um, that I can really feel yeah. like when uh, these things start yeah. happening to them. And there are other movies that that for me do a better job of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sure. And, so right. let's uh, let's talk about the characters in this, yeah, yeah, sure. in this particular bit, yeah. movie. Uh, we've got a bunch of women and a guy. <laughs> Eloquently <laughs> put. Basically, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's there's Melanie. There's um, Annie, oh, Hayworth. Annie Hayworth, the school teacher. We were going to do that. Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? Oh, yeah. It, technically, yeah. segment? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, oh, wait, we're going to do it segment? better next time. But we have this idea we're going to find out if the movie... Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, yeah. We, I mean, it's worth noting that for... I mean, especially for a movie in the 60s, that that's, that's almost... But everywhere. from what I understand, it's kind of on accident that I, it happens. I think it's on a technicality. Okay. Yeah, maybe Pepper, yeah. like you were saying, maybe like there should be... There's two bullet points, more than one, but, you know, like bullet points to the Bechdel test, one being... That there are two women talk, having a conversation that isn't about a man, but the the greater is do they still though do they center around a man? I think is what you were saying. Right. right. I think yeah. that conversation gets sort of nullified by the fact that <laughs> everything has to do with Mitch. Like in the end, right. Right. plot yeah. wise, right? But it does technically. I mean, mm-hmm. Be- Bechdel test is a baseline. It's yes. where we start. Uh, sure. Hopefully. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hopefully, we have meaty female characters. Um, yeah. yeah, I love Melanie Daniels. I think she's so fun and so adventurous. <laughs> and I, I, I think I remember reading that he had um, Grace Kelly in mind for the part. Oh. Mm. Yep. Uh, Grace Kelly would have done a really good job at that part. Yeah, but but she is really fun and uh, like may definitely does not always think through. The pranks that she's doing, <laughs> like that. I mean, just the, her delivering what? the lovebirds is pretty fucking hardcore. Like, yeah, tell me, tell me <laughs> she about breaks these. into that dude's house. Like, <laughs> well, what uh, kind so of pranks the, does she do? Yeah. So the one that comes up many times is that she got naked in a fountain in Italy, allegedly. Alleg- yeah, allegedly. and she's like, I got pushed. Like she just keeps going like no, out of her clothes. She wasn't naked, naked yeah. oh. and she was pushed. I, I There's some political yeah. move by a newspaper against her father is a newspaper baron. Yeah. Gotcha. And so she she was like, no, it's some other newspaper throwing dirt. <laughs> but she's leaving those days behind her, mm-hmm. you know, she... by buying birds and driving them an hour and a half up the California Well, the coast. idea, too, is that, like, <laughs> she could become that um, that responsible daughter mm. for mm. the mom, uh, Lydia. Lydia, Lydia yeah. yeah. Uh, that, you know, that that's, that's a journey of her character as well. It's a and, possible journey of her character. We never yeah. really get to see it. And um, now this Mitch fella... Uh, 
she is she like meeting his mom for the first time? Yes. What's yeah. okay? And like, are they a, she's meeting him for the she, first time? She oh. met him. Okay. At a bird store. Then bought birds <laughs> yes, for bird him. Store. Followed well, for, for his sister. For his sister. Yeah, bought birds for his sister and went up and like totally found out where he lived, broke into his house, left these birds. And then he like intercepted her and he was like, you're coming to dinner. And then oh, met yeah. her, his mom. So it okay. was very I mean, much was like, like, I'm part of the family now. Yeah, a weird string of <laughs> events that actually gets her to Bodega Bay. Mm-hmm. Like she, she, so she like orders these birds and the lady's like, they'll be here tomorrow. And so the next day she mm-hmm. picks up the birds, uh-huh. uh, gets a friend in the police department to run his license plate oh, to find his newspaper. address. It's her, da- mm-hmm. her, oh, her dad's right, newspaper. Oh, that's right. And so they run his, run his plates and she shows up at his apartment. He's not there, but his neighbor <laughs> knows everything about okay. his weekend plans and is like, yeah, he's going to Bodega Bay. Go there. It's uh-huh. an hour and a half up this highway. Go, go, go. So do you and, think, oh, just real quick. Do you yeah. think the, um, the two lovebirds were uh, a red herring? For the title of the movie, do you know what I mean? You know, a herring's a fish, right? Oh no, I, didn't. I, thought, I thought it was a bird. Nope, it's no. a wow. fish. No, the fish. Wait, is it really? Alfred yes, the herring the is a fish. Oh shit! I, I always the, thought it was the a bird. brothers Falson apparently know nothing about <laughs> yeah idioms. Yeah, about yes. Anyway, so continue. Um, yeah. And so, so she drives all the hell way up to With Bodega Bay. Yeah, with the birds. And there's this great shot of her, like, winding on the road, and you hear the car making turns, and you mm-hmm. see the birds on their little bar in the cage swaying yeah. back and forth <laughs> together. Yeah, oh, that wow. was really goofy. Uh, <laughs> Someone thought that was hilarious. Oh, I, th- I laughed. I was yeah, like, oh, I actually look at did. that. Look at that. <laughs> nice physics happening. Um, and then, um, so she gets to Bodega Bay, and she goes into the store and asks the guy... You know where Mitch Brenner lives? Mm-hmm. Small and, town. And the I guess. guy tells her everything. Are you guys <laughs> like, okay? Have any of you actually lived in a small town? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. so that happens. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. like absurdly in forthcoming. Though. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, it's that house. Mm-hmm. You can drive all the way around. And she's like, what if I don't want to drive all the way around? And he's like, I'll rent you a boat. I'll call the guy right now. I'll do it all mm-hmm. for you. Don't worry about it. I'll go right to his house. Yeah, and small then he towns. went on yeah. to. After, uh, and after she was like, also like, I don't want him to know I'm coming. It's a surprise. You know surprises, right? It's a surprise. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, woman I've never met before. You yeah. know, seen in this town before. Like, oh, and I she, just want to surprise like, a guy you've known for years. What's his sister's name? Tell me everything. I need to know mm-hmm. everything. And he goes, I think it's Lois or Alice or <laughs> The guy in the back it's is like, Kathy. it's Alice. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and he's like, no, it's Lois. And, and she goes, like, no, That's, it's Alice. She goes to the teacher yeah. to ask, and the teacher yeah. tells her the kid's name. She yeah, goes, what's that gotcha. Brenner, Brenner child's name? <laughs> oh, you mean Kathy? You know, like, it's yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, wow. But I do love the dynamic of and Melanie. Nice little and share a cigarette right there. Annie and, Hayward? Yeah, yeah, I do love Melanie. Melanie and Annie are, I wish mm-hmm. that the romance was between them. Because they have <laughs> great chemistry. That's awesome. Remake. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> Fan like, yeah. And that's one of the things that I regret about this film, right? Fan is that fiction. They actually, We're making that movie. They actually, <laughs> I will be in that movie. Yes. <laughs> they actually create so cool, kind of a cool dynamic. Because despite the fact that I think the movie has some issues with women, I do think that Annie... So the problem for me is that Annie is like the sort of jealous ex-girlfriend who mm. stayed there afterwards and doesn't seem to really like her life, but whatever. So yeah. I have a problem with that. But I do like the fact that 
she's able to kind of turn it around and be like, yeah, I can be friends with this person. She's right. not necessarily competition. So yeah. they could have gone a different way with that. So I do <laughs> like that part. I like the two of them. Annie but. Hayworth is like MVP of this movie. I mean, RIP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she takes a hard spill. She yes. takes care yeah, she of this, she her ex-boyfriend. Got. She moves to a town after she broke up with the boyfriend. She moves to the town because she mentions that she broke up with him in San Francisco. But she moves hmm. to this small town and starts taking care of his little sister. And like... Yeah. I mean that that was just I mean that's just kind of odd but I, yeah, I guess I guess I didn't I, I I got the impression that she actually really liked that like that she Yeah, I mean I got that impression too. But, but if you're but a young single that... woman in a small town with one young single guy and you're not together with that one single young single guy she, it's kind of sucky. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> seem to have some regrets. It yeah. seems to me mm-hmm. that she seems a little bit ambivalent about her choices. <laughs> Maybe that's me. She made some weird choices, that's for sure. And the town ended up killing her. Yeah, yeah that was so sad. Yeah, that was... I, well, uh, she obviously wasn't worthy of Mitch, so we can't keep her around. Right. Yeah. Does the mom also go down? Oh, I wish. No, oh, man, mom that would have been yeah. good. I'm sorry. I Little liked Jessica the mom Tandy. well enough, yeah. but she totally no, should have No, Veronica died. Cartwright and Jessica Tandy both make it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lydia gets... Well, I mean, she gets into the car at the end, so... Gotcha. As far I, as we know. Yeah. I weirdly remember her. I remembered when I first, like, when I went to watch it, I remembered her dying. And then I realized she hadn't. Hmm. It was kind of a strange. <laughs> yeah. One of those, uh, it was like Berenstein one of those Bears false Bears memories. Things, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Sure. So, Pepper, you were saying um, that the characters were kind of something that you didn't really like about this movie, but the effects were. So, mm-hmm. maybe in our last. Nice little bit. Few minutes. Yeah. Let's let's talk because uh, there were we were we were talking about this upstairs. There was some kind of like pre green screen um, thing going on in the in that chasing with the kids, right? Or maybe also in the driving. I mean, through in the boat yeah. part two. In right? the boat part two. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's yeah. a. I can't remember the name of it, but there was a process that was used in some Disney film before that too that. They had been using a lot of rear projection and sort of blue screen type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, but. This was different, and it allowed for um, greater clarity around the edges. Right. So a lot of the processes they'd used before that, you'd get that sort of blocky area around the <clears throat> mat, right? So, yeah. so so when you do an effect like this, you're, um, you have different layers that you're sort of superimposing on top of each other in order to get those effects, because you can't have all the birds in the same place at once, and you yeah. can't have them actually mm-hmm. attack the people sometimes, right? Right. So yeah. they there was a process that had been developed very recently that allowed for greater clarity, and it has to do with um, the way that the film picks up particular spectrum of colors. Okay. Uh, so it has to do with, uh, so that process was able to, and I don't remember exactly why, but it had something to do with the yellow, a yellow huh. process rather than a green or blue yeah. that allowed them to do that. So yeah. um, I do think that's very effective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, all of that is magic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how any of it is done. Um, but yeah. What, so what else? I, I know there's some fake- science. Probably. Same, same thing. Um, <laughs> same thing. Oh, no. Uh, this is how we get well, Yeah. <laughs> um, but some of the birds are fake. Some of the birds are real. I, I know. I remember a tidbit that um, when there's that scene, it's kind of iconic, I guess, where they're, all those birds are on that like jungle gym thing. That's mm-hmm. the one we were talking about. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're all coming in behind her. She's right. sitting there. 
having a smoke outside and of school. That's and... another great use of there not being a soundtrack, but instead the kids are singing in nursery. Hmm. Yeah, around. it's super creepy. Children singing. And it's creepy. Mm, right? <laughs> um, but on that thing, only like two, on that jungle gym, only like two of the birds are real. Um, yeah, well, some of them, like they did that, they did have, they have a bunch of fake birds, but as long as a couple of them are moving, it your looks, mind no, no, actually yeah, yeah. just thinks that they're... Yeah, which I thought was all pretty creepy. Yeah. And then you don't it have to pay really all those well. crows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people got hurt in this movie. They, oh, really? The ASPCA was on scene to make oh, sure like the... not a lot of birds got hurt, but like apparently like wow. there's <laughs> that no. scene where she's in the phone booth and oh. the bird crashes in. Apparently that was supposed to be safety glass. It wasn't. They had to like dig glass out of her face. Mm. Oh, wow. and, and then also they would have um, like kind of like stretchy fish line so that the bird birds would as they would circle back they'd come back to peck you so in the scenes where people are getting attacked they actually had like birds tied lines to oh yeah lines well, attached is... to the birds to you so that the birds awful. would come back and attack you that is really bad that yeah. Is awful. <laughs> yeah we spoke about that last scene where she inexplicably goes up into that room yeah right? correct yeah. told her to um that scene involved, I think, was it like a week of filming wow. where she, mm. of course, has no protection, but those are real birds and mm-hmm. they are being thrown at her by like, <sighs> you oh know, wranglers God. with leather gloves and their beaks are like tied shut. But you still, they're still they're, beaks. They're still, yeah. So she did get a cut like near her eye oh. from oh. that. Um, and she and she did all of her own stunts. Like they didn't have a. <laughs> they didn't have a that's crazy. A tippy too. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, all those shots in that part of the in that attic scene are like right on her face. I don't think there's no way. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all her. Oh. I'm glad other than, we decided to give actors rights. Going like. after biting fingers and stuff. That was the only <laughs> one that that was what really got to me was there was like shots of birds like biting fingers Ooh. and I was like mm-hmm. no 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 or like the ones where they're grabbing onto the people yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a gory movie and yeah. yeah and like that was one of the things that really struck me about this watch again too uh, I was like man like they're, they're it, they really don't hold back like this movie is actually like violent mm-hmm. and like, yeah. a lot of blood uh, that the scene where the birds all attack like the town itself and the, and then the gas spills oh, and the car explodes and yeah. blows himself Fucking up. chaos yeah. and like that scene is super intense i can't believe this movie lost the special effects oscar to cleopatra which also oh, yeah, which that also won best no. picture that year no, I, mean, and that, I think I, yeah that whole scene to me that's the whole that's the most effective stretch of the movie if you include the conversation in the diner yeah. because my yeah. favorite part of the movie is you have all of these different townspeople and yeah they're all characters all of these tropes for all of these tropes all of these characters but you kind of get there's definitely a gangster at one point right. who's like shoot taking shots and but you do get you do get within Why a couple lines shoot the birds? yeah because yeah. something like that yeah. which, which nobody even tries no but but you do get like little character sketches of the different people mm-hmm. in this town in about 30 seconds yeah, yeah. each mm-hmm. or even less which you know leads to that whole scene of chaos mm-hmm. which i think is one of the strengths of the movie i kind of wanted more of that type of thing where you yeah. get the whole kind of get a sketch of the town which is why which is why i think jaws mm-hmm. is actually does that better uh-huh. yeah. when they create a town you get a bunch of characters it's all kind of leads to the shark and it's in the service of that same plot you know Mm -hmm. so i kind of think that that scene in the diner um with all the chaos is a microcosm of what i kind of wanted to see from the whole film i I think it would have been more character sketch leading to 
the crazy bird mm-hmm. stuff. It maybe would have been cooler if like the final, like the group of people was more of like a Night of the Living Dead situation. Oh, of yeah. Where it was just all these mi- yeah. mismatched people that they're stuck in a house together rather than yeah. the or, or like they're stuck dynasty. in the diner together. There's a lot of disaster mm-hmm. movies, like, or like The Mist, where like mm-hmm. they're people stuck in, like, are coming together, together, even yeah. though they might not have in real there, life. There's, so there's personality yeah. dynamics mm-hmm. beyond mom and son. Yeah. And like, look at us falling in love. And bizarrely young mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah, nobody mentioned Bizarre. Yeah. Kathy. <laughs> Well, She's like how old 11, and he's yeah. like 30. Yeah. Ooh. It's, it's I, a 20-year yeah. gap. I don't know. Hmm. That's a mask off. Women, women. We don't yeah. know. Erase that from the record yeah. until mask off. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were back do you close do that? to wrap up. Let's yeah, do it. We, can, okay. we can take... Okay, uh, mask off. His sister is way too young. That's just... <laughs> yeah, what's going, what do you think is going on? Do, what, do they allude to Mr. Brenner? Is that his last name? Yeah, he's dead. dead. For how many years? The dad is like semi-recently dead, and that's Mm -hmm. why the mom is so afraid to be alone. Okay. I mean, women over 40 have a sex drive. You know that, right? I don't know how in the 60s they did. <laughs> she's got a 30-year-old son and she's got like a um, She must she must be in her 50s. Yeah, and she's got like an 11-year-old kid. I don't it's really a, know. It's a little odd. I, I will give you that. It's an American family. It's a small yeah. town. I mean, uh, it's a small town. There's not much to do. You know, accidents happen, I yeah. guess. Not that, 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 yeah. How do you think I have brothers? Little, little Kathy Sorry, Kevin. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like we can do a little bit of kind of final thoughts slash how do you really feel about the birds um uh, Rob, Amy, you can go next. Oh, I, I don't like the birds. I'm sorry. <laughs> I well, liked you're the it. one who wanted to roast I know, it. I was the one who wanted to roast it. I started out hating it more. I watched it a couple nights ago. I liked it a little better. And I mm. definitely appreciate the special effects more than when I was a teenager. Sure. But i still not a fan. Sorry. <laughs> Hater alert. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a dark soul. I can't help it. Well, and you, you have read the book. I don't think yeah, anyone else here. Uh, no. Again, no. You, oh, I was a oh, Huge Jaffe Du Maurier fan in high school. I was such a nerd. I read a lot of stuff that she wrote. Mm -hmm, A lot of really bad stuff that she wrote, (laughs) and a lot of really good stuff she wrote. (laughs) Cool. How do I feel about the birds? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, So I I feel about the birds the way I feel about a lot of Hitchcock, which is a a cold and distant admiration. Um, (laughs) There there are a lot of themes that Hitchcock uh, explores that I feel like I want to like more. Um, a yeah. lot of his films, I feel like I want to like more, but but I feel that they don't have, for me, like, a soul. Um, yeah, like Hitchcock never had a soul. Well, if you look at the way he treated... <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you look at the way he yeah. treated real people in his life, yeah. it really maps to how oh, he yeah. figures characters. Well, like, it does, it's not surprising at all. No. But I'm one of those people that I would rather watch, like, if, like, you know, my big thing... Um, there are two. There are several movies about the Leopold and Loeb murders, right? Mm-hmm. One of them is Rope. One of them is Compulsion. Yeah. Rope is a much better made movie. Compulsion, I will watch over and over and over again because mm-hmm. it's got a lot of weird, twisty, deep psychological character stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though structurally and technically, it's not a good movie. So that's a long way of saying that. With the birds, I admire it. I think it is a. I don't think it's a bad movie by any means, but for me, there's something missing at the heart of it that mm-hmm. could have made it a much greater film. And that's the most important part of a lot of film. Like you, you want to have depends an emotional on what you're there for. to it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, 
I yeah, I'm still in the camp of I like this movie. I think it's a fun watch. Uh, we, uh, it's, Rob and I are brothers, and we saw this movie when we were kid. Like, how old do you think? Our mom we were was in we... Hitchcock. She yeah. showed us a lot of his movies. But I, uh, I think I was probably in middle school the first time I watched this yeah. movie. I don't remember. I think I was too. Yeah. Yeah. But I like it. I have a fresh perspective after talking to you guys because mm-hmm. I actually <laughs> sometimes minds and hearts can change on 24 points per second. Whoa! But I. Uh, I know, I still, um, yeah, I still really like this movie. I, I, watching it, I agreed to defend it before, um, you know, before I had, like, rewatched it. So, yeah. mm-hmm. rewatching it was like, all right, let's focus on what are the really strong suits of this movie. Um, and I definitely saw some flaws as well, though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I really, besides the whole rom-com thing we were talking about and everything, Still a terrifying concept. Still mm-hmm. a terrifying portrayal on screen of it, even though technically mm-hmm. it wasn't his concept. He didn't come up right, with it. I, I actually that. think I heard like another quote from him that like uh, all he wanted was the name and the concept. And he, yeah. he like he, he That's threw all he her. Took. He threw her shit in the you trash. Should, you should read like, that short story, man. It's yeah, way more well, terrifying than that. I actually know people who developed problems after the whoa. book and then like who were like scared of birds but like i feel like i have the same thing where it's like oh they're massing oh my god yeah definitely after uh, the book especially yeah definitely interested in reading it now mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah i didn't realize or i mean i didn't realize until watching the movie this time mm-hmm. which i the last time i'd seen it i was mm-hmm. very young i was like yeah. seven or eight or something and i only remember the school house like when the kid when they evacuated the kids mm-hmm. that was the only scene i remembered yeah, um, a lot of iconic scenes. Those birds really though. liked attacking children. That was particularly, <laughs> particularly <laughs> children. I, yeah, I didn't know it was an adaptation until yeah. watching this time. Does it? Does it? Um, credit her in the it does. opening credits. Okay. It does. Okay. Titles, Which, yeah. by the way, that opening title sequence is badass. It's just a crescendo <laughs> of bird noise mm-hmm. and that really cool. Um, the. I, I really liked the way that I can't I can't do this on audio. I can't make a hand oh. gesture, but like the the um, names and titles kind of puzzle piece in. Oh yeah, like, it yeah, was really yeah. cool. I remember watching that and just being like, oh, this is like, and it's ominous how the there's no music. It just gets yeah. louder and louder. So yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, I dig it. Um, I don't mind. I'm a I'm a Hitchcock fan, mm-hmm. um, but I mean the, the Birds isn't like one of my favorite Hitchcock movies, but I right. like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the just the way it like like we only see some like little one off bird attacks, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden sparrows are flying down the chimney right. and yeah. like going ape shit in the living room all over the whole family. Like, Which I I would argue is more terrifying the small birds. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the idea that the birds really don't care about their individual lives it's is like another a aspect. Hive mind. They, yeah. yeah, and they like definitely all like many of them die in the process of trying to yeah. break through the window to kill the people. You know. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We where where Rob and I grew up. Um, we had these big windows in our living room, and like mm-hmm. every summer, at least like five birds would fly. Oh in yeah. yeah, it would take a scary amount mm-hmm. of birds to break glass yeah, like that's, yeah. that's intense they were all or break through ones, wooden doors yeah, yeah. Peck, mm-hmm. th- like peck and slam and do it enough yeah. that was like that was the one shot that like or it wasn't the one shot but it was a shot that comes to mind that where i was like 
this movie's actually like kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, this is kind of a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is there's this one like little quick dolly shot down the hallway? It's like Mitch going around and reinforcing windows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he looks and you start to see birds getting through that door. And yeah. it's this quick dolly shot of it and you see the pecking coming from the other side of the door where I was just like oh no yeah, yeah they're gonna get in put something in front of that door <laughs> um, yeah I actually I did feel a little bit I felt like a rush watching this movie it was, it was good like, it, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah and that's that's kind of what I'll say about it I mean I think any movie from what like almost 60 years now mm-hmm. um, yeah pretty crazy 57 yeah, yeah. Um, that's still you know is scary, which is one of the hardest. I mean, things to pull. Like it's the thing that ages mm-hmm. first. That means it. That means scary. You know, it gets at mm-hmm. some little yeah. thing that's part of the human spirit. Yeah, like, and also not my favorite Hitchcock movie. It's not just a guy with a chainsaw in Texas, or no. you right. Know. Although right. men with chainsaws in Texas still scare me. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, they're yeah. easy Actually, to avoid. Should uh, yeah, they're easy to avoid. Just don't go to Texas. Don't go to Texas. I mean, but there's birds everywhere. There's yeah. birds. But yeah, you, you gotta know a that. deep mistrust of birds at the soul of the deep heart of everybody is is really what this gets at to. Yeah. Nobody really trusts birds. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually am. Um, a little bit scared of like ravens and crows and stuff. Oh, you yeah. Know? Um, they're smart. Well, you probably should. They are smart. Starlings. And have you ever be heard nice of, like, to um, crows? They remember your face. They do, um, and they'll beat you up. Anyways, are their you... brain pans big enough? <laughs> <laughs> I've been attacked by crows. no. Their brain oh. pans aren't big enough. They're not big enough brain pans. What, what happened? <laughs> Sorry, she was a posh British lady. Brain, brain pans pan, big pans enough. Pans is specifically a British term? I don't know. She was a very. She was obviously. Exactly. That yeah. was the question. Um, <laughs> something to do with probably a big. What what happened? You said you were attacked by crows, Pepper. What happened? Yeah, uh, a couple months ago. These a crows, couple months ago. Yeah. <laughs> these crows that live outside my house decided that I was a threat, and I don't know why mm. because they Whoa. never targeted my roommate or anyone else Ooh, that I know. Oh my gosh. Um, but every time I, my car is usually parked around the corner on the block from my house. Yeah. And so every time I left my house, they would. Um, it was just like the movie, honestly. That's so they would start cool. to perch, like they I've would sort of these follow experiences me too. and like sit, like <laughs> maybe ten feet away, and then they'd move to a different thing that was close. Ooh. And they, as I watched, and as I walked, and then eventually they started um, dive bombing me, and they never drew blood or anything like that, but they would actually hit me Whoa. in the oh back of the head. They do a dive, hit me, and then fly off. Like they were obviously trying to Goodness like gracious. intimidate yeah. and threaten. Mm-hmm. They yeah. could have hurt. I mean, if mm-hmm. they wanted to hurt me more they could have done okay um oh. so they had just Ooh. decided that that i needed some warning Whoa. and it got to a point where i would drive home and um by the time i got to my house there would be three of them perched on my Ooh. fence oh, like waiting that. and they would you. and they would watch like i would go into my dining room and there'd be one like looking in the window i'm Fuck not even kidding that. and yeah so what i started doing was throwing was giving them food so oh, I started to give, I was like, well, okay, I'm going to give well, them a different association. Yeah. So I would start throwing them crackers or dog food or whatever. And mm-hmm. so um, for a while, they started kind of hanging out to get food. And uh, and they do remember me because yeah. like my yeah. roommate will get home and nothing will happen. But my car will pull in the driveway and my roommate will be already inside and look mm-hmm. up and they will already have, they recognize the car. Like they will have already wow. perched and like realize that I'm there. So they're yeah, they're very smart. Have you ever heard of a crow funeral? Yes. Or is it raven funeral? Crows do, you, do, do this. Do you remember that time we saw one? Or you you might not have Ooh. been there, Rob. You I might not have been there. Um, I was sitting out in front of my old house and uh, 
uh, Jeff was there. Um, Jeff being Rob's boyfriend. Uh, and we're sitting there and Jeff points at this tree and he's like, see all those crows? I think that's what this is. And uh, what the, apparently what will happen when a crow dies, a bunch of other crows will get together and just hang out for a, for a while. Yeah. And then all fly away at the same time. And it's really haunting. Like, it's, well, if you ask me, I think crows have pretty big brain pans. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps the size of their brain pan is not indicative of their native intelligence. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Perhaps. I don't know. Are you an ornithologist by avocation? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> no. That being said, um, it's time to wrap it all, all right. up. Um, I want to thank thank you all for being here. Yeah. Um, it was great chatting this, uh, about the first you know first um, spoopy episode of Halloween mm-hmm. season. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, if you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, complaints about the show or the birds or Alfred Hitchcock and his treatment of people and animals, uh, you can email us at 24flamespod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook um, and on Twitter and Instagram at 24flamespod. And be sure to go and uh, throw us one of those reviews and ratings on, on iTunes because it helps more people see the show um, or on Stitcher either. And uh, it'll get it'll get more people hearing about the Hitchcock gospel or the 24 Flames pod gospel. <laughs> Hopefully they listen to more than one episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everybody, that is it. We'll see you next week for week two of our first uh, Halloween season. Um, yeah, as, as I already Ooh. said, it'll be the happening. The M. Night Shyamalan. That's not a scary movie. Classic. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's for you to decide. Um, everybody, uh, thanks. We'll see. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. 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 Fish media. Yeah.